Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of SaaS Marketing Makeover. I am very excited today to be joined by the one and only Aaron Lewis, uh, Director of Product Marketing at Intelum. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, we're very excited to have you. Now, who do you hope it's not? That's my fair. Who do you hope it's not? Oh, my gosh. Um, the spinning wheel of fortune. I hope it's a company I know. <laughs> okay. How many you know more than a couple? I know a lot of companies. <laughs> <Okay. so. laughs> but I think we're in good hands here. All right. I'm hoping it is like a really B2B one, like a super B2B mm -hmm. one that's like high average order value because I okay. feel like I haven't done one of those in a minute. So let's see. All right. With that being said, Shaley, you want to spin that wheel for us? Oof, okay. I bet it's going to be Samsara. No, Braves. Do you have you heard of that? Are you you're like I'm googling it? I, well, Braves <laughs> is a customer of ours. Of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, you've heard of them, and you know exactly what they do. Then. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't. So yeah, let me pull it up. Okay, customer engagement platform. Cross. Channel campaign management leader. I haven't seen someone throw a like Gartner slash Forrester report through a left sidebar in it. I don't think ever. Have you ever seen someone do this no. location? I'm not against it, actually. It kind of shocks me. I like marketing to be uh, shocking. Yeah, I mean, it's unexpected, right? So it makes you pay attention. How about this? Okay. Like, I, like do we want to advertise things that we're not? Number, are you number one? Like, do we want to do this? Like, what does this mean? I mean, it's the top, it's the, I'm like, can't see it all the way. Um, They're in the leader category though. So they're a leader. Isn't it weird though, marketing wise to be like, we aren't the best? Like, Well, they're better than others. Definitely. I know, but who's ever done marketing? Honestly, like just for a second. I know everybody does this, but like, have we ever, like, imagine going to the CMO and be like, here's my marketing strategy. We're going to tell everyone that we're almost the best. No, I, it's There's not just Braves doing this. Everyone does this. Like, do you see this as an issue at all? Is there any downside? Like, we all do it. Is there any downside to doing this at all? Or is it just what you do so we all do it? Like, I just wonder if there's anyone thinking about it more critically than that. Well, I think you probably have, you know, Braze's customer, their audience they serve might be slightly different than Bloom Reaches. So once you get into it and you start to learn like, oh, this is the right product for me, then maybe it doesn't matter. But, it, but you know, I would, if I was Acquia, I probably wouldn't put this on my site. Yeah. I see. So you're saying as long as you're kind of in maybe like the leaders, because I see people doing it for strong performers and contenders. And I just, I guess it's like marketing through association, right? It would be kind of a hypothesis. I believe that if I position myself amongst these brands, then I can be a part of the story. And then it's up to our product to persona fit to win the deal. Is that? Yeah. I mean, I think if others, let's say you were a newcomer and you were in the contender category, maybe you'd be seen as like an up and comer and being on this map with these other known brands, you kind of make a connection to a buyer who already knows the other brands, but doesn't know you. So 
they might look at it and be like, ooh, like, okay, they're not quite as good as Braves, but maybe they're cheaper. Maybe they're the first, maybe they're like my starter option, which is like good enough. You know the fallacy I'm talking about though, Aaron, right? Like, you get know what I'm saying? Like, if you ever do a CMO and say, like, hey, we want to do really good competitor landing pages and like poach our competitive queries, but then they won't let you really say anything or do anything. Do you kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to mention competitors things, but then they all, the people who won't mention competitors, put the magic quadrant or the wave on their website. And I just find it this weird, ironic thing that I've never been able to wrap my brain around. Because if we do this, let's go all in and let's talk about why we're better than Insider, Bloomreach, and OptiMove on this landing page. And well, yeah, so like what else are they saying? Do they get into it or – I guess not. They're talking, they're, they're showcasing what Forrester has to say about it. But you know what and I'm then, talking about, right? Like if we want to do this and compare and contrast, let's compare and contrast. I think that'd be my recommendation here. Braze is like, yeah, let's do this, but then let's show why we're better than these three and who we're better than these three, four. Well, it looks like they get into it a little bit where they say like, we've received the top score in the criterion of campaign design and the highest possible scores in 12 criteria. So they try to, they do try to call it out there um, to your point, like, so that you're not like, Hey, we're second best. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I, it's such a hard thing. Like, cause I know if I ever did one of these, I'm not guaranteed to be top, right? So then how do I leverage the asset? And I think the asset could be better leveraged by maybe using their own internally designed infographic that shows these 12 criteria and where they stack up against the other three players here. I feel like that right. can really elevate this strategy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So on this page, maybe instead they might get into, you know, anticipate the question and yes. be like, here's how we're dip. Maybe they do a little matrix, a little bloom reach yeah. automotive insider braze matrix yep. and just point it out that way. Well, yeah, because I'm not like over here like dumping on this whole thing. Everyone does it. I just find it to be so ironic as a consultant who knows that clients won't talk about their competitors, yet they blast their competitors on all their assets. It's like this weird thing where I think we're only halfway committing to it now. Mm -hmm. Here, power customer-centric interactions between consumers and brands in real time. What is What does this mean? Is this like a... So I guess. It looks like, um, you know, like in a marketing automation platform when you can like Correct. Yep. design the, do this, then this, if that happens, then this, what do you call that? That's conditional logic. So they're doing conditional logic in their workflows for user journeys. I, I get what they're doing. My question is we wouldn't, you, this part, I guess. So where does, I guess I'm trying to figure out where they fit. So they're fitting in this customer engagement platform. Mm-hmm between consumers and brands so i'm guessing this is like uh yeah like pizza hut or Domino's, or that is delivery like a messaging platform maybe yeah let's see their video you want to watch their video yeah let's do it okay. today consumers expect convenient relevant and responsive engagement across every interaction whether in person or through their inbox braze is a comprehensive customer engagement platform that enables marketers to power relevant and memorable digital experiences between consumers and the brands they love. Customer experience is the main playing field these days, with more than two-thirds of companies competing primarily on this basis. By using technology to form strong bonds, you can build deep relationships through more human marketing and customer engagement, 
but existing digital solutions often fail to connect with consumers due to lack of relevancy, awkward timing, and disconnected single-channel strategies. Braze helps you do things differently. As the leading global customer engagement platform, Braze enables companies to engage with their customers in a new way, one that is personal and relevant, timely and in the moment, and across channels. By following a... I think we get it. Yeah. So, if you were to buy them, what's the most important thing in your mind you need to know? I, what do I want or what do I want to know? What do you want to know to make sure you could use it? So I would want to know, you know, how the, do I have to, can I tap into my own customer database or do I have to like, like how do I get my customer information to link up with them? Because that's kind of the key. It's like, integrations, right? It's kind yeah, of integrations. I agree. Where is that? That's what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Because Maybe we have to get into the product overview. I know, but right here, they gotta they gotta tell us on this homepage about their integration. Here it is. See, they talk about it. I want to see those integrations floating around right here, though, because yeah, this this is the meat and potatoes. I can't my if I'm a consumer right now. My question is, okay, cool. Do you plug into my Marketo? Mm-hmm. Hey, cool. Right, you're cool. already communicating. You're obviously communicating. So, Correct. like, how does it complement it? Do you replace it? Like, yeah. It's not a novel concept, right? To be like, hey, you should talk to your customers, right? So mm -hmm. we get that part. So the question is, okay, we want to have a more effective way of communicating with our customers, but we have to make sure you plug into our existing database and systems, whether mm -hmm. that's our email provider, et cetera. So let's check out product. Engineered for. There it is. So this is the APIs. This is the API. So this is Braze for engineering. So this is kind of like that Stripe approach, right? We're going to sell into the dev team. This is what I think they do. It looks more like this is their brand, and now they're trying to change. So Braze seems to be an engineering dev-focused first platform where you could take within your application, you can use Braze's probably SDK mm -hmm. to do messaging. So I wonder if they sell, I mean, it seems like a marketing solution. Are they selling into, you know, are yeah, they selling yeah, into so marketing? Or are they selling into like the CTO, CIO? Well, I think they probably started. I've seen most organizations like this. They start on the CTO and the engineers and they realize that, okay, we're struggling to sell into enterprise or organizations that aren't um, SaaS because they're not dev first. And so that's where they probably have, this new version of it, which is where they're speaking more to the traditional, like direct the CMO. Mm -hmm. Right. So, cause if they say they help marketing, see notice in their video, it's like, they're trying to, they're trying to pivot into being more for CMOs. But DCS is build with brace. Mm -hmm. So it still seems like they have this kind of like developer messaging, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. See how it's like integrations, APIs, SDKs, listen. Yeah. This is a, these products are tough to sell is the truth. Because do you know how they said we're a marketing product? Mm -hmm. How many marketers do you know that are, do really well with, the, let's just say, setting up their CDP on segment? <laughs> I mean, mar a lot marketers these days are definitely getting more, are more, much more tech savvy than marketers yes. of, of our youth. They um, are. 
They also, however, maybe aren't there yet. But I think that they have to partner really closely with, you know, with their engineers or with their product people or who, you know, their seat, their, their CTO, whatever, they've got to have some tight relationship there because often you can't do it without those kinds of resources. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I guess that's why I see how it's all about engineering. Yeah. They have their dev first. I think they're trying not to be though. You can see that they're trying not to be like back on their, like right here. See how they're like trying not to be with like product overview and intuitive tools for marketers. Like this is literally the definition of segments. Like watch what segments trying to do. Segment is this like software and APIs to collect, clean and control your customer data. And it's got all this kind of dev stuff. But then they're trying up here to be like, no, marketers can use us. And I, I just see this as a conundrum for them because like it's not like marketers when they see this, they're like, don't I already have that in HubSpot? right like the marketer needs to know well how is it better than how is it better than what we're already doing we're we're certainly communicating with our customers and um, we're all running campaign driven workflows already right like, so like that little diagram was not like new to me right like i immediately yep. recognized that from marketing automation work so like how is this going to make my life better as a marketer i think that is I think we're hitting the nail on the head. And I know I stay high level like this sometimes, but that's because this is the truth. I don't understand the message when we say we're a marketing platform. I see it exactly for a dev because I think that's where they come from. See, it's like API triggered delivery. You're going to struggle to get a marketer to fill out your form if they have to do something that's API triggered because they know they're not going to get dev resources from product. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they started out selling, selling to devs and have switched or have expanded they had to have. Anytime I see it like this, I, mean, I could be wrong, but in my entire like career, I've never seen someone start non-dev and then go dev because of how comprehensive you have to be with your documentation, wiki, and like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Usually people who see us like, yeah, see how good this is? <laughs> yeah. This is a dev first sale. You don't have Unreal Engine as part of your like story if you're used to selling CMOs. <laughs> You don't have like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Linking to your GitHub repository. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like this just ain't how like, and nobody who sells CMOs or tries to sell devs have this good of dev repository and documentation. So I'm not saying it's bad. I just find it to be hard. So how do you think we could better articulate in your mind, Aaron, the Braze product to see how to launch your marketing into the future? That's the thing. Like the devs don't care about your marketing. Do you see what I'm, this is that conundrum I see. Right. Right? Our messaging and our stuff is all about marketing, yet our reality of using it is entirely dev codependent. How would you intertwine that story better in your mind? Well, I mean, I think we've got to bridge that gap, demonstrate how like partnering with your technical resources is going to really amplify your marketing strategies, your, you know, your customer communication strategies. And maybe they can talk about like, maybe they can show some, um, some stats, some likes, some uh, yep. such and such company. Like I haven't seen any. Oh, I mean, I saw like the logos, but I haven't really seen like case studies or customer stories. So like really painting the picture, I think for a marketer, obviously, who can then make that mental connection to be like, oh, OK, I got it. That's why that's why we need to, to go to this level is because we would get this kind of result. I love that. What if we did something here? I just had an idea. OK. 
Um, what if we did something where we said, uh, like a core, like pillar of our entire strategy. So next to this here, I'll do it over here actually. So instead of login, which we could put in our footer, let's just say, what if we put this here and we had um, getting started with Braze or something like how to get started with Braze? Because I think if you had this piece of content that walked through, here's what it takes to use Braze. Here's the resources you need. Here's how long it should take. Here's what we've seen other people doing. We have videos, documentation, whole system. I think that's the thing. I think as a marketer, we can't connect the dots between what your product does and how we would get it integrated to our marketing ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Because when I click get started, see this? like, Oh, see how they do it. I wish that was further forward, though, because I want to see that. I, I don't want I'm not yet at the place where I want to get started. I need this before I make that decision. I agree with you entirely. So what if we instead of get started, we just started here, which was like, see how brands use us. Mm -hmm. Use Braze. I know like they like to put Braze. It feels like everywhere. So let's just use, use Braze. Oh, they don't capitalize. Apologies, Braze. Yeah. So like, see how brands use Braze. Yeah. Now I click here mm -hmm. and then down here, I got connected with sales after I've seen all this social proof. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, I do love anthropology. Mm -hmm. Let me see how they use you. Right. Cause they have some good brands here. We do great brands, but I want to know what, what the, what the outcome is, what the result is. So anthropology wanted to enhance customer experience by learning shoppers. They began experimenting with new channel web push notifications and then they got better things. There's no way to do. Hmm. I just wonder how I would roll this out. That's why I still don't see what I mean. They're not addressing my biggest fear as a marketer, which is what other resources am I codependent on to get value mm -hmm. out of your product? Which I think where that, um, like we had, like we changed the login to the, like, see how to get started. Like yeah. to really walk through step-by-step, step, like you, the marketer, you're going to do this. And then you need this resource to, yep. to pull it all together. I couldn't agree more because I'm still over. I think that's what they have. Like it's just this like documentation and user guides. And you know, like anytime as marketers, we're like trained. If we see partners and th certain things like that, we get nervous. Like I like technology partners. I like integrations. I like to see that because then I feel like I'm going to be able to get the data where I need it to be. So I like that, but I, but it, then I'm like, but how? But yeah, but you see, when you see developer guide, API guide and technology partners, you immediately feel like, oh, this is a bigger buying decision. And that's where I'm like, it just creates this issue when you, because remember, we're trying to get someone to say, I want this as, because it's trying to sell to marketers. That's what their video is saying. Everything's trying to sell marketers. I don't think they realize that they're like accidentally scaring them. Yeah. Although a lot of, again, like a lot of marketers these days are really, you know, tech forward and, and, and 
this is like easy for them. So that marketer is going to get it. But the ones who are like hesitant, there's, there's nothing that's really like getting me over a hesitation. If I, if I'm the marketer with hesitation, if I look at this and I go, yells, that's a lot of, it's a lot of plugs. I got a plug and I am fighting to even just like write an email. <laughs> I haven't been able to get approval plug. on that landing page yet, <laughs> let alone SDKs. <laughs> And then you have to think about, so the marketer's got to sell it internally, I would think. I mean, they could probably make the case, but I mean, if the marketer's going to have to use other internal resources, they're going to have to sell that. And so you want to equip the marketer with, you know, you want to equip that buyer with the with the things they need to sell it internally to the other partners internally that they're going to have to rely on. Yeah. No. And that's why I just wish, like, it, it, it isn't like this impossible situation. I think we just have to maybe do a slightly better job handling this objection and i i don't ever i've never really done objection-based marketing on one of these before and i'm like on my 50th i think mm -hmm. but i know the marketer i spend a lot of my own money marketing to marketers all day every day and some of this language is intimidating mm -hmm. now let's talk about um some of their content strategy i like benchmarks let's see kind of how this uh mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Did you have to... It no, led you... What was that? Unlock Industries. Oh. Okay, so if I want to go in, uh, access by industry... That's awesome. This is pretty killer content. Cool. Now they're using... This was my favorite content in the world, which is content only you as a brand. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. This is really good. So brand. powerful. This is really, really good. Ooh. This is pretty... And then you can gate it by industry. This is badass. This is really, really clean of them. This is really, This is really good. I wonder why open rates are lower on Android. That just gets me curious as a marketer. Do you know what I mean? Like they have like a statistically significant lower open rate than iOS. Interesting. I wonder yeah. if there's, I wonder if the same, I'm assuming it's like the push notification that comes up like on your lock screen. I wonder if the content is different. Ooh, yeah, I'm curious. But this is sick content. This is epic. This is what more brands need to be doing, which is take the content that only they could create. Mm -hmm. And I bet you, if I looked, let me see. We got uh, links. I want to see how many people, total links. Yeah, you got this great for building links. This is great for kind of PR. Now, if I click connect with sales here, we haven't experienced this yet. Mm. Okay. Um, little recommendation. Lower my font here, fam. So I can see everything. You have a big psychological gap when we do this. Yeah. So like watch. I can go to one. Uh, and I can go to line height. So can see the entirety of what we're about to give up. Correct. I need I want them to I need them to see and experience. And then I need the the this all to be a little tighter. I wish I could mm -hmm. I was better as a developer, but I would want all of this to be visible. Right, like no scroll. Yeah, I want it no scroll because you create this. There's a psychological intimidation if you have to scroll on a form. Mm -hmm. It's also a little bit. Um, you scroll the back and the front, like it, depending where your mouse is, it gets a little like eye tricky, yeah, a little janky with like if I'm here or there. Mm -hmm. um, it's a hell of a lot of details to and still have your business next. Oh, there's still like a whole nother page. Oh yeah, and there's no social there. proof. So I would tighten this up so one of the ways you can tighten up forms if for everyone listening is what they should do is they should make this uh two columns okay mm -hmm. 
So you could put first name and last name on the same row. You could put email address and phone number on the same row. Company, you don't need to ask your business after that. And you already have, you don't need to do level and function. You can just do title. We'll go back you, to the job function drop down. Let's see what they, uh, okay. So, oh, that's a, quite a lot. So they've got like, interesting. Okay. Which I call this the one question technique. So I would like them to ask one question and then tailor their full marketing automation experience based off the answer to this question. So they give me different content. Yeah. And finally, as an engineer, the SDK you've been dreaming of as a marketer, finally a drag and drop editor you don't need developers for, right? And you can kind of do your messaging here. But it looks like a lot of buyers. I mean, I look at that and I think, all right, so this is their target. These are their target buyers. That's a lot of them. That's what I was trying to say earlier around. It's very hard to sell this product because you have to have such a buying committee. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was trying to like tighten it up on their messaging and their value props so I could sell directly into a marketer and get rid of those big roadblocks, which is who the hell is going to implement this thing. Because mm -hmm. it's so API and dev dependent. So you have to then get the tech team on board. I, I would just go too far. All of those. I wonder if you need all of those personas to get to get the deal done. Oh, I bet you do. I, bet you I do. mean, I'm sure you need them all to like get from you know, buy through implement, but, um, that's a lot of people you got to rally together. I do like the form though, that it pops up. I just would recommend having some social proof. Is a credit card required? What's the next step? If I do fill out this form, I think we can mm -hmm. articulate a lot of that better and then use two columns to get this above the fold. What do you, what is your thought on, uh, like quick slide out form that doesn't take them away from their, where they're at? Or do you like a full page form where you can get some of those social proofs or whatever onto the page. What do you prefer? I haven't tested it actually. I just, I don't have a data in my head that I'm like, Oh, I did this. And I know I traditionally, like if you take a look at what I'm doing, what I did test for myself is I'm getting people. So like, for example, I'm doing more clarity. This is the actual next step you take. If you do this, you are booking an intro call with my team. I don't think that they're driving enough clarity yet because I don't know when I click this, I'm just connecting with sales, but like, right. Are you going to just, are you going to drop in as a form fill? Maybe the next page is like an actual scheduling pop-up. It's not. Yeah. This whole multi-step form hypothesis, in my opinion, is dead because of autofill. So here's yeah. what I mean by that. If I go like this, I could have autofilled the whole form and just hit submit versus now I have to go to a second step. So you're actually increasing psychological friction mm -hmm. in 2021, in my opinion, with multi-step forms. Mm-hmm. And then here, you'll notice I'm doing is I get them here. And to your point, I take them to a page where there's no exit points. Mm -hmm. And then my call to action is either get started with your intro meeting or starting a live chat if you prefer to communicate with us that way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would just, I think this could be, I bet you if you move this, tighten it up, you could get a pretty significant lift on form fills. Mm -hmm. What about anything else you want to see that we haven't had a chance to look at? Let's see. Maybe like optimize um, onboarding. It's kind of a big use case, right? Yeah, I'm interested in those use cases. This is weird. I don't love this. Great new customers for seamless products. Kind of hurts my head for some reason. I don't know why. Kind of gets to have me it moving. Yeah, I'm trying to read the content. I'm trying to read non-moving content. I think this is like. Mm -hmm. It's messing with my brain a little. Well, actually. I feel like the size hierarchy is a little weird. Like the logos are so big that the, yeah. I actually lose the headline. No, you're, you're, I mean, you're, yeah, it's way too big. Um, I mean, those are great names though. Obviously those brands are impressive. 
Yeah, this might want to make decrease size and stabilize. Mm -hmm. And then break the ice using the power of cross-channel messaging. They got hinge, HBO. Yeah, when you put this here, you decrease my desire to scroll. I wonder what would happen if they just did this. <laughs> it's this whole, that's funny to say this whole thing. There we go. So let's see. There. And if I got rid of that space. Because to me, the issue is you have this really good information that you're just not telling me. Mm -hmm. and now, like, what if you just got rid of all of this? You see what I'm saying? Like, I yes. just think there's just some, it happens to all of us, it happens to me all the time, where things in our business change. And then our website doesn't reflect those changes. So now look, if they just said break the ice using power of cross-channel messaging. Mm -hmm. But remember, it was all about optimizing onboarding. So how did yeah. they help me better understand how I would optimize onboarding yet? I'm not sure. Maybe right here. Here it is. Personalized onboarding journeys. We should start with this. Maybe thing. that's it. That should be their first one. And then yeah, this page into, just like this. Yeah. Then you get into like the first message, the whatever, what was above that, um, yeah. whatever that was. I think it needs education. You know what I mean? Cause it's mm -hmm. like, these are all customer stories, but they don't take us through. I, it's great to hear how everyone else did it. I still don't know how I'm going to do it. I think it's my problem with this whole thing is mm -hmm. Braze isn't telling me how they help me use Braze. Yeah. It's also, it's a complex product, right? So yeah. we, sorry, complex product. So we, we need a little education as a buyer. We need a little like, okay, complex product, make it easier for me. Give me some bite-sized info, like make me not have to think so hard. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think right now I feel like the only way I could really understand their products is if I connected with sales. And I know most marketers want to feel like they educated themselves before right. they connect with sales. And so we're fighting this conundrum here where we're not educating enough to make people feel confident to connect with us, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of education, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy or anything. I'm just like, so you can listen, understand. What are you listening? <laughs> Wait, go back out to listen. What are we listening for? Are we doing like, are Data. we like plugging in our, you know, are we doing like social listening? Is that what's happening? No, it's like a data ingestion. So you you plug your <coughs> sorry about that. Um, you plug your like all your data set into here. Your customer like data, okay. And then they get it's it's kind of like how you would set up a mix panel or something in my mind. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. It's like kind of product level analytics. Mm -hmm. But I don't think once again they explain that well enough. It's too high level. It's just slightly too high level brace. Like you're right there. You're like right there. But you say, listen, and I still don't know how you listen. You say you understand. I'm not totally sure how you understand. Like, I think we just need to do a little better job explaining. Yeah, because you can you can have a complex, really robust, complex product, but talk about it in a way that that's clear and makes people understand it. We're not saying like, oh, Braze, you're too much. We're no. saying like, we just need to understand it a little better. Yeah, just a little tighter product marketing. These are the logos, by the way. I think this logo type thing is perfect. Yeah, I can see that very clearly there. And I don't need, what is that, two, four, six? I don't need a ton more than no. that. You know, those are brands I know and recognize. 
Um, I, I do like the, I like getting into the, those case studies. I wish that was more forward because I like to see the real use cases and applications. And we might want to rewrite our copy just to be mm-hmm. completely honest. Like this is kind of, it. this is kind of the stuff that people make jokes about with marketers, right? Forge, All the dashes. Customer yeah, forge customer interactions and drive growth with our data-driven cross-channel. So, I mean, tell me what you do real simply, please. Say that in one breath. <laughs> yep. Just be like, we help marketers send better in-app notifications. Mm-hmm. Dope. Tell me right. how, how. And then you say how we do it. And then it's like, boom, right here. And then these should all be a little like, see, like watch Mixpanel's product shots. Mm-hmm. But Mixpanel is a complicated product too that actually does something very similar, mm-hmm. right? Powerful self-serve product analytics to help you convert, engage, and retain more users. It's not actually that different. But see how they bring their product to life? And then they say, understand, right? So this is kind of listen, right? Powerful reports to answer any question. And they show you, how is my product used? And they show you how you would answer these questions in their product. And I start to get it in a way I don't fully get here. Questions really help because you you can ask the question because it's something that's happening in the buyer's mind. And then you can answer it. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So in closing, um, Aaron. You are now the CMO of Braze. Um, congratulations. What a, what a wild world. You shopped on here real quick yeah. and you're already CMO. Um, what, what are the three things you want to fix? What are the three things you kind of want to do different? So we want to bring those, uh, we want to bring those customer stories a little more forward. Um, the, uh, I want a little more education, especially so if, this isn't new, but I mean, a complex product and maybe buyer who hasn't done this before needs a little more education. So opportunities to drop that in or, or point us to some of those resources. They had a lot of nice resources. Um, and then uh, make the inquiry process a little, a little cleaner, a little less friction. Um, and there's, you know, I love a live, I love a chat, I love a chat bot. Uh, there's no chat bot. I don't know if that like, maybe that doesn't work with their audience, but uh, I'd be curious to, if they've tested that before. I love that. Aaron, amazing recommendations. You're great on this show. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, if anyone wants to kind of learn more about what you're doing and kind of follow along, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn or check us out at um, Intellum.com. Heck yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And that's another episode of SaaS Marketing Makeover. Thanks, everybody. Oh,